There was once an elderly woman who was uh, lying in the hospital uh, and, and her, her last days were approaching quickly and she was meeting with her pastor to talk about final preparations for the wake and the funeral after her death. And um, just as the pastor was getting ready to leave, she said, wait, pastor, there's one more thing. Um, when I'm, when I'm in, in the coffin and it's an open casket and, and my family and friends are going to be around, I, I, want you, I want you to make sure that there's a fork in my hands, visible. Uh, in, in, the, in the coffin, and I, I only buried with a fork. And the pastor was, was very confused as to what was happening. And she said, listen, my whole life I've loved dinner parties. I've loved being at my friends' houses and, and spending time together around the table. But she said, my favorite moment is always as the, the plates are being cleared, as the host is taking the plates, uh, to hear them say, keep your forks. She, and then she went on to say, because when, when you hear that, you know that the best is yet to come. Uh, and what she was hoping to communicate by holding a fork uh, in her coffin um, was that she knew the best was yet to come. She knew this wasn't the end. It was just the end of one part and, and, and heaven uh, was the dessert to follow. Um, for me, it's uh, just this great symbol and representation of the hope that we have um, the hope that we have no matter what goes on uh, in this life, in these situations, that, that the best is yet to come. Um, so uh, we want to talk uh, this, uh, this morning more about, about hope. And um, for me, it's, it's kind of no secret that I really struggle in this season when, uh, when we sort of lose the sunshine and it just becomes bleak and gray and the days are short and it's wet and it's cold. Uh, I, find, I find these seasons really difficult. And um, my neighbor has a maple tree, uh, a couple of maple trees, big, huge, beautiful maple trees in his front yard. And, and it's in this season, the leaves just disappear and they go from being bright green in the summer, this beautiful green tree, to just being as well gray and empty like the sky and sometimes my heart in November. Um, but there's, there's hope in the midst of that. Because you look at the, these trees and you know that this is not the way that it's always going to be. Because we've been through this process before with maple trees, we know, yes, the leaves fall, they become gray, and they look dead and lifeless. But we know that spring is coming. We know that if we simply wait, that eventually, though at first it's going to be colder uh, for a while, and it's going, to, it's going to get darker for yet a little while longer, we know that eventually the days are going to start getting longer. And we know that once again, this tree is going to again bloom and grow and be lush and green yet again. There's hope because we've seen it. We, we understand, we know the rhythm of seasons in our lives and seasons around us. Um, and I think that's, that's the, the core of having hope in most seasons of life is knowing that it is a season and there is hope at the end of it all, whether it comes this life or the next. So let's pick up the text, uh, Romans 8, uh, what I call the greatest chapter in the Bible. Um, Romans chapter 8, we're going to be in verse 18. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. 
Paul understands suffering. He knows it intimately. He knows it well. And so he's speaking from personal experience. He says, we know that there are sufferings now, but there's so much more. The best is yet to come. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope that the creation itself might be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now." The curse in the garden is also a curse on creation and the thorns uh, in the garden and perhaps even trees losing their leaves in the winter. Um, And creation is also experiencing the same suffering we are in creation along with us. But these atmospheric rivers are also groaning along with us for uh, God's ultimate plan of redemption. And not only creation, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit grown inwardly as we eagerly as we wait eagerly for our adoption as sons the redemption of our bodies um, we have the promise from Jesus that that we also will be children of the resurrection just as he was resurrected so shall we be in justice without sin without pain, without suffering. And so there is hope in spite of everything that happens in the season, no matter how bleak bleak and gloomy things look in the moment, there's always the hope that we cling to. For in this hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the heart knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. I think specifically here, um, Paul is talking about suffering. In the midst of our, our current season, whatever you're in, sometimes we don't know what to pray for. We just want God to relieve us. We just want God to bring uh, an end to it. But, but we actually want to trust that the Spirit knows what's going on and what God is trying to do in the midst of suffering in this season. And so it's even a call in the Spirit, hey, uh, I want to pray for what you want me to pray for in this season, even, um, even in the darkness, even in the suffering. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to His purposes. Um, and when, when it talks about the good, it's not necessarily the good that we envision or the good that we want, but we trust that all things work together for the good that God is wanting to create, that God is working towards in this bigger picture. For those whom He foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son, in order that we might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom He predestined, He also called. And those He called, He also justified. And those whom He justified, He also glorified. And so Paul's tying in this idea of suffering to being conformed to the image of God, that God is using suffering in our lives in order to bring us to maturity so that we might be a better witness to the world around us um, in our justification, but also the final hope there, he says, is that, that um, as he, you, he justified, he also will, he glorifies, that, that our ultimate hope is in glorification, which is resurrection, which is in him in eternity with our glorified bodies. And so we know that our ultimate hope is there. And so when it comes to the momentary, in these seasons where it looks hopeless, maybe like this tree, 
where it seems bleak and it seems gray, are we willing to place our hope in Christ, that He is working all things together, that He is working good in our lives, that He's working good in all situations, no matter how bleak and gray they may look. This is a season. And whether or not this season lasts to your grave or it just lasts for perhaps a short season in your life, we, we trust ultimately in the resurrection. We trust in the hope that all things will be made new, that this tree will bloom again. The leaves will come once again. Um, because even, even with this tree, if you look at the biology of a maple tree and the leaves falling, it looks dead. But those leaves that we often rake up because uh, they look gross on our lawn, but actually serve a purpose. Um, they provide insulation for the roots to help protect the tree during the cold winter. And then they decompose and create nutrients and minerals for the, the, the health of the tree, not just so that the tree can grow leaves again, but so that the tree will actually grow and get bigger. There's a purpose even in this barrenness for the tree. The leaves produce nutrients for growth and further health. And so when it comes to this idea of hope, our hope is not in our present circumstances, not that God is going to, to bring leaves immediately into our lives but our hope is in Jesus and His sovereignty, His love. Our hope is that, that He is working in all things, even the broken things in our lives, to bring us more into His image and likeness so that we can be more fruitful in the world. Our hope is in eternity and the final victory of God, that, that we will be glorified with Him if we remain faithful. That there is hope that this is not forever, that this is a season. And seasons change. And hope in the purposes of God, even in the midst of the mess, that God is doing something, not just in our lives, but in the lives of those around us, if we trust Him with it. So no matter what kind of season your life is currently in, no matter what is going on, if you feel like, if you feel like this tree or perhaps a, a, a full-bloom tree, whatever is going on, we know ultimately that our hope is in the power of God, the purposes of God, and the deliverance of God, that our hope remains secure because we place it in God and we trust that the best is yet to come. And so, you know, I go back to the hope of that woman in the bed in the hospital who says, keep your fork. Our hope bloom again. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you in the promise we have of following in Jesus' footsteps, of experiencing the power of the resurrection, of being glorified with you because of your grace and mercy, and, and no matter how bleak or gloomy this season might be in our lives, thank you for a hope that is unshakable not in relief immediately and not in things going our way, but, but our ultimate hope is that, that you claim the victory and we are yours. God, help us to cling to that hope, hold to that hope, even in the bleakest of seasons. We pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hey, once again, we're with you, we're for you. If there's anything that we can do to help, please just reach out and let us know. Talk to you soon.